I'm really, <laughs> I'm really into this thing which I like to call cry singing, where you just like pretend to have a breakdown halfway through the song. And one time, Say My Name by Destiny's Child came on at a party. And so I just started going, say my name, say my name, when no one is around you, 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 no one is... Okay, right. Of the universe. Do, 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 do. Right, we're gonna start um, officially. Do it. My mum. Oh, my mum. Say, I, I asked for. She's just so paranoid. She's like a truther, but she's kind of a logical woman. So yeah. I'll be like, oh, can I have like a rock sack for Christmas? And then like the next week she'll be like, so I was reading the mag- Sunday Times magazine today, and they had a whole article on rock sacks. So I think they're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, oh, no, no, there's no, I mean, well, she's like, it can't be a coincidence. Well, she's like that about technology all the time, which is kind of a degree of understandability, about yeah. it, but we're not in Black Mirror, no one cares about you. Okay, let's just start officially. <sighs> Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure, I'll read it. Actually, I read it, you read it last time. Did I? Okay. I know you read it for traps, but yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Okay, you can read it again. <laughs> Rip the trapped episode. <laughs> It's trapped. You guys <laughs> <laughs> trapped in our microphone. Hello and welcome to Steph and Lola Didn't Have Disney, the show where we have a look back on some of the old TV shows we loved as children and review the heck out of them. Oh, that was very yeah. cool kids. Geox, the shoes that can breathe. Geox, <laughs> the shoes that breathe. That w- that's the vo- vibe I get. Do you remember Lolly Caddy shoes? Yes, my mum wanted me to wear Lolly... Okay, so eight-year-old Lola, she wanted some sketches. My mum loves sequins. Does she? I don't. Oh. So I, I remember us having this argument over me wanting these brown trainers and her wanting me to get these gold sequin Lely Kelly <laughs> and <me just> being <laughs> like, I mean, oh, culture yeah. clash. What are you going to say? You're leaning into the microphone. I don't know. Just going to... Next thing on the agenda. Oh, I was going to just be like, I really wanted those shoes with the little dolls in the heel, though. <gasps> I, I, thought they were, those. I thought they were really cool. I've forgotten about those. Wait, how... What is it? What? Wait, what? <laughs> did... What is it? What, what, what is it? So, Wait, like, did it just come with a... They were Clark shoes. No. Oh, yeah. And then it was like clear, wasn't it? Yeah. You could you see, could see them, them like trapped in the heel <laughs> of the shoe trying to get out. But like... It was I've forgotten. <laughs> Genderedmarketing.com.org.co.uk. The men, the men, boys, had the little race car in the shoe. Yeah. And then the girls were supposed to have the little doll in the shoe. And, I mean, I loved to define gender norms as a kid, but I did want the doll in the heel. Allow it. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I had something to... I wrote it on my hand. Oh, speaking of gender norms, this is the event that happened. <laughs> this is the event that happened. The ha- segue. Um, the event that actually happened that I would bring up, because I was thinking on the bus, how am I? What have I actually done since yeah. we last recorded that failed episode? <laughs> Rip. I watched a video about a guy who was like, 
So I really like wearing nail polish because it makes me feel empowered. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, cool, I want to feel empowered. But if I wore nail polish, it wouldn't feel that empowering because it's not particularly, I mean, not, I'm not, society thinks it's wacky for men to wear nail wacky. polish. Wacky. <laughs> wacky to wear nail polish, but um, obviously women, no one's going to comment. People might yeah. be a bit like, oh. So I thought, do you know what? Moustache time. So I knew I wasn't going to leave the house again because I didn't want a look, you know, to be looked at. I'm not that eccentric. But I thought, hmm, I'm bored. I have a lot of energy that I don't know where to put. So I'm just going to put it on my face. Did a full face of makeup, got some black eyeshadow and did a thin moustache, like a pencil moustache. I was aiming for John Waters. Mm. My housemate hated it and really wanted me to take it off because apparently I looked like the frog from Flushed Away. (laughs) 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 But until that comment, until that comment, I was empowered. Yeah, he's called Le Frog. I mean, it is francophobic or something like. Yeah, I get that. If you the sub text of it all it's very i associate it with old man humor like when they go oh the bloody frogs over over abroad eating their over the channel what is change the channel (laughs) (laughs) um okay how are you i'm okay i just came from a bake sale and how was it I don't know. We were in the SU foyer, foyer, and well, we were all in the foyer. That's and um, stop saying foyer. I'm gonna have a meltdown. <laughs> so we walked into the room. Yeah. Looked at the empty table. I was like, "That's nice." Looked to the other side. A rival bake sale. Who we was were, she? It was like an actual charity. Damn. Yeah, I know, for, like, refugees or something. So we couldn't just, like, steal their punters because we're raising money for, like, some stupid... Well, no, we're... We're raising money for a comedy show that's raising money for uh, the California thingy. Mm. By the way, the the Winter Showcase is on the 4th and 5th of December. Come along. Where is it? It's in Academy 3. You can buy tickets on the door. They're only a fiver. Oh, my God, we're actually in the SU. Yeah. I feel, like, cool because a lot of... Grand people have played where we're playing. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we're um, on their level. Yeah, I feel like who's played there that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen Dodie at Academy Three. Oh, Dodie Clark. Yes, I'm going to see her in March. Would you recommend her? <laughs> I would. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Would you, uh, is that Wait. on your recommendation? That's not on your recommendation. Well, I didn't, I forgot about the recommendation, so I haven't really brought one. Okay, I helped you then. Um, also, oh, I was just going to say about the bake sale that I, well, I established a rapport with the other, with the rival side. bake sale, because I came up to the girl with the bucket, and it was all like, oh, hey, I'm from the other table. She was really nice, so I was just like, we're like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh. No, she laughed. It was fine. It could have been creepy, but she was nice. Damn. And then I bought a vegetable samosa from them. It was very nice. Mm. Your rapport with her reminds me of when I was in netball and I was wing defence and I knew that I had no athletic prowess. So I just took the time to make friends with wing attack. And <laughs> One time I managed to get chosen as player of the, uh, what is it, MVP, I guess. Yeah. MVP. Because I was like, 
oh, I've never been player of the match before. Oh, And then they pity Poor old me. Oh, oh well. Onwards and upwards, I guess. <laughs> and they were like, oh, let's make her it. And then that's how I get it. So, you know, my strengths lie elsewhere. Moping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cute. Uh, what is your what are your other recommendations? To, are you, are oh, you... I like yeah, Dodie Dodie Clark is always a good one. Mm-hmm. She is great. Let me look through my Spotify. Oh oh oh! Do you know what? What I was gonna do the forfeit if you don't remember. Remember the forfeit what? if you don't recommend anything. You have to go on your playlist, put shuffle, and tell us what it is. Oh and we... god, that's a fun one. Can we do that now? I will do that. Yeah, go on. Okay. Oh, it's. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> it's the Lana Del Rey version of Once Upon a Dream from Maleficent. It's a good one. Oh, there you go. I'll recommend that. That's a good one. Good times. Uh, yeah. She's she's proper. She makes it all like oddly sinister. It's great. I don't know how I feel about her. I think she scares me a bit. Yeah. I I'm, I think her persona is very um, manufactured. I think that turns some people off. Like, also, David Cameron's really into her music. Really? Yeah. How do you know that? Because I listen to his Desert Island Discs. Um, <laughs> what was his favourite one? He, do you know, David Cameron's got an annoyingly good music taste. That's it. Wait, I'm going to... Wait, what, what song did he pick? Do you remember? Yeah. So, what he song? picked This Charming Man. <gasps> David Cameron is one of us. <laughs> one, one of the Smiths. No. We're not all the <laughs> We're all the Smiths. Oh dear. Um, Radiohead. Is it? Oh my green, god. Green I feel pl- really plastic. <laughs> green, green plastic <laughs> beach. Green plastic. <laughs> green plastic watering can. No, it's plastic trees. Plastic trees? Fake plastic. Fake plastic trees. Why is green in there? Don't know. But anyway, he chose that and he also. I can't remember the I others, feel so actually. attacked right now because these are two of my faves. I know. But. I think Johnny Marr um, went, uh, spoke out and banned David Cameron from liking him. Oh, really? He said, I'm going to ban him from liking <laughs> or citing me in anything. Uh, what are my recommendations? What you, are your recommendations? You I'm begging you, please tell me. Um, so I downloaded an app called the Bleep Button because I thought if anyone should feel the urge to swear. Um, Never sworn in my life. I don't swear. Really? You know this about me. I don't think, yeah, actually, to be fair, I don't think I've ever noticed you swearing. I mean, no, I don't swear. I know, shocking horror. Why don't you swear? Do you just not? I think because my parents swear, so it's automatically uncool (laughs) (laughs) to swear. My parents don't swear. So you think it's cool? I don't know if you consciously think, I'm going to swear. Well, like, my dad was... It was like an electrician, right? So he just hung around building sites. Well, not hung around. He worked on build- a lot of building sites. <laughs> he was loitering on the building sites, waiting for, uh, I don't know, an electrician. But, like, he ne- I never heard him swear, apart from, like, one time where a, where a seagull pooped on his fish and chips. Did I tell you about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a classic moment. That's a classic Dave Norris moment, where he was all, like... We're, we're in Devon, right? And my dad loved fish and chips. So he was all like, right, let's get a nice, nice bit of fish and chips. And we'll sit, on, we'll sit on a bench overlooking the sea and we'll eat it. And it'll be lovely. So we got it. We sat down. And just then, a seagull flew past Aww. and did a, a real big poo all over his fish and chips and his hands. And then he was like, oh, shit. 
that. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that that's his legacy. Yeah. We've we've recorded that now. There we go. What the duck? <laughs> Get the heck out of here. I love how we go closer to the mic when we say the swear word. You mother fricker. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> okay, but the best thing about this is that we found a button. Oh, oh yeah, that's what the app does, by the way. It makes sounds. <laughs> it is free. Um, it's not very user-friendly, but this is my favourite button. Sausage. 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 Why is, she, why is he saying it with such gusto? I don't know. That sounds like Boris Johnson or something. Did you ever have those uh, birthday cards which played tunes and you'd just yeah. be like... Do you remember the keyboards at school? That was DJ. Yeah. That was too good. Right. Um. Also, my recommendation, my final one, because I have to pick. It's my turn to pick the song that plays at the end. I'm gonna pick a Christmas song because this is going out on the second of December, right? So I have two Christmas songs that I want to recommend, kind of alternative Christmas songs, if you're bored of hearing the same classics. Um, one's by The Kinks, who I have a vendetta against because they've ruined any introduction I have with the middle-aged person for the rest of my life. Hello, hello, Rich, literally. But it's called Father Christmas. But warning... If you are a Father Christmas truther out there, um, don't listen to it because it shows some cynical views of Father Christmas. So, trigger does warning. Imply, does it imply that Santa might not be? Who we all know him to be. So it's not the most cheery. But on the flip side, which is weird, because you would think that the kinks would be a sort of colourful, more cheery sort, kind of, not all yeah. the time. Um and the Ramones is the other one I'm recommending and I'm going to play because I feel like it's got more energy in it. So you might enjoy it a bit more <coughs> at the end of the podders. Um, it sounds like every Ramones song. They all sound the same. They no do. offence, Joey. But what are you going to do? Is But it's fine because I like that formula. So it's a reliable <laughs> formula that they stick to. I oh, know the Kinks one's called Father Christmas and the Ramones one is called Merry Christmas in parentheses. I don't want to fight tonight. Well, Which is a big punk. mood. Punk. It's a big mood. Yeah. I don't want to. I just want to sleep, please. <laughs> so Let me sleep. I'll play that at the end for you. Okay, we got that out the... Oh, okay. So, yeah. Also, I have a question of the day for you because I just was asking everyone last night. What piece are you in Monopoly? <laughs> what mon- Wait, do you mean what piece do I choose or what piece would, like, translates to my personality type? I'm not BuzzFeed. I'm not going to be like, what Monopoly piece are you? Just what one do you use and why? Oh. Because it probably says something about you, right? A dog. Obviously. Basic. Basic. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and Storm always used to argue over the dog. Top hats are basic. Top hat is basic. Um, I'm boot. Are you? I always forget that that's an option. I always... Well, the thing is, we don't actually play in real life. What do me you mean? and my family play on... The Xbox. Um, what I do is when I'm the boot is I like to pretend I represent the workers. The working um, class. Yeah. And I... Because I'm so working. <laughs> but, um, 
basically when I win, because I always win, because I know what I'm doing. Mm. And then I would metaphorically, but not actually, gift it back to the people. There you go. Okay, let's start. (laughs) It's been like (laughs) ten years. Best of Friends was a children's game show that tests the friendships of five close mates with a series of terrible tasks and tantalising treats. (laughs) It ran from the 7th of March 2004 to the 13th of August 2008. In the show, five friends with a strong friendship must complete a series of three unpleasant tasks in order to win a final treat. While some members of the group are doing the task, their friends do treats such as visiting animals at the RSPCA, getting a manicure, shopping, going to a football game, going to a theme park, etc. They must make decisions deciding on who will do the task and who will do the treat. Or they can use the unlucky dip. The unlucky dip contains three, two or one blue sweets in a bag. The friends choose a sweet each without looking from the bag and then suck it. The number of children to do the next task and therefore the number of blue sweets in the bag will depend on the success of the previous task. The people or person with the blue sweet will have a blue tongue and will be forced to do the task, while the others will do the treat. Did you enjoy it when you were younger? I think so, yeah. I think it was one of the rare uh, live-action TV shows that I really, that I did actually like. But watching it back, it's not good. It's not good. It's The budget is low. The stakes are high. The stakes are not <laughs> No, they're not. But, um... I feel like I usually have a pretty good memory of things that I watched when I was younger. Yeah. Because, you know, I just like to pick up useless information. But this time, it was really blurred. Like... Yeah, I don't remember... I don't know. I felt like you. What do you mean? Because you used to be like, I don't remember anything from my past. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't really remember anything. Well, I don't remember anything clearly from before I was, like, 15. That's what... That just makes me feel like something traumatic happened and you tried to block it out and I'm worried for you. No, just because, like, I remember GCSE quite well, Mm -mm. but then before that it just kind of gets... I get confused when things happened, you know? I feel like I'm just such a grudge holder that I, like, sometimes I'm, like, on the bus and I'm like, yeah, and what idiot Mrs Brill was when she wrote my name on the board after changing from PE just because I told Adam not to give me my hairband back. Oh, I know I was speaking, but I was speaking sense. That I'm is not, so oh unfair. God. This is my like primary school grudges. Still <laughs> think about is my favorite thing. <laughs> Last year, I was working in a primary school. Yeah, interacting with primary school teachers as an adult makes you realize what colossal wankers they are. Oh, really? But when you're younger, you think, oh, authority, gotta agree with this stupid suggestion. Yeah. But also, they're just the sort of people that only get along with children. Yeah. So they talk like, they patronise. So I'd come back the one day, like, because I do it once a week, and they'll be like, and how was your weekend? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And I'll be like, hi, I'm an adult. And I didn't like it as a child. I didn't like being patronised oh, as a yeah. child. I could tell when yeah, I was a kid. definitely. And I could tell, like, when a, an adult didn't like children. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, bye, I don't really want to talk to you. My mum, I was talking to my mum about it, and she was like, when you were little, we on purposely spoke to you like adults. Aww. So they'll just be like, all right, how you doing? <laughs> so like five-year-old right, me. Oh, there's so many videos of me as a kid. I often say something to the camera and then run off at the distance, like, as fast as I can. And then my dad, just, like, five seconds later, just goes, 
don't fall in about whatever whatever is happening. Um, yeah. So, let's get started. Oh no, the theme tune. The theme tune is not good. It's generic. It's boring. Let's... It's... I barely remember it. No, it's... The animation is okay. Royalty-free realness. Yeah, yeah, it is royalty-free yeah. realness. Let's play it now. Three tasks. Three treats. One's down to luck. The rest is their choice. Will they play fair? Will they play dirty? Will they still be the best of friends? There you go. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. My favourite um, person in the intro was always the pink-haired girl. Mine was the blue-haired skateboard girl. Of course it was. <laughs> also, I don't understand why to represent a group of friends, they used five people from completely different social circles. And also, no. they're all white. Yeah, God. I mean, they, I just feel like there's a tendency for people thinking, oh, diversity, and it's just a group of people with different hair colours. Oh. It's a very common God, thing. God, take them down. Take <laughs> down not in the, I'm taking no prisoners. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that's common and that was shown there. But the characters were quite cutely drawn. I mean, I didn't ask yeah. Oscar about this, but I feel like they were... Oh, was you not available to be a guest on the show this week? Well, I just thought it's not animated, so I'm not going to ask. Yeah. Um, but what did happen? So the theme tune played and then it sort of underscored the whole thing. Like, every now and then they'd just play a bit more of that music. And when they used to play it to underscore stuff, it reminded me of the Screen Wipe theme song. What's Screen Wipe? Charlie Brooker's Screen Wipe. It was a show oh. where he used to watch TV shows and commentary. Yeah, on. like Harry Hill's TV Burp. Yeah, but for people who liked swearing. Oh. <laughs> okay. The first episode, we watched two episodes, and that was enough. Yeah. I was sick by the second one. Yeah, same. Um, first episode we watched was Series 1, Episode 10. I liked uh, Rani and Abs actually in this. The two Abs, presenters, Rani you know and Abs. What? Abs got annoying. My, I just think that Abs is a cool nickname. He didn't have Abs. Control. Control. I mean, no offense. I'm just like there was a swimming challenge and. Well, yeah, he's called cool. it's because his last name is Abs something. Absent. Absent. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what's absent? His Abs. <laughs> Uh, why did we have it in for him? I don't know. He seemed all right. He was he was all right. I th- and I thought that the bad acting and the sound effects in their little bit were excusable because they were playing themselves. I thought it was a bit more like, oh, yeah. we're just having fun. I love genuine chemistry. Yeah, they just seemed like they were just having fun with each other rather than, say, the caretaker in Trapped. Yeah. He was really trying hard on his own, which makes a difference as well. So he had no one to bounce off. But also he's playing a character which sort of makes it less, I don't know, like ironic in a way. You can't enjoy mm. the irony of them being like real people acting fake and weird. I don't know. So yeah, this this episode was um, a group of five girls. There's always five contestants. But it was a group of girls. Um, my least favourite was Mana. Is that her name? Yeah, why? Dunno, I just thought, was, just thought she was bossy. I love it when they all, like, compliment each other at the beginning, so their heads are But it's, are like, barely a compliment. Yeah, they're like, I really like her because she's really smart and likes this. And that was very sweet, but one girl was like, 
Sophia is really good at keeping secrets, but she always tells her mum. But do you ever have friends like that? Yeah. That you would just be, I would never tell my mum anything because it's a secret and my mum doesn't care what that person said to that. We're like eight. No one cares about eight, eight year old gossip as an adult. So yeah, I wouldn't, but then I would just feel defeated when like I knew that someone's mum was in on the goss. Yeah. It scandalised like, me. So somebody said that Marna has a nice handwriting as one of her main character traits. So that's nice. Because <laughs> <Why does> it's <she, laughs> cute. Yeah, well, I guess that's just, like, such a bland compliment. But handwriting is the centre of your universe when you're nine. That's true. And I wasn't good at it, so I was a reject. Do you have nice handwriting now, do you think? No, I don't, and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very touchy about my handwriting. People like... Oh, I can't read what you written. I was like, I don't care. I didn't write it for you. I wrote it for myself and I can understand, so I don't give a damn. Oh. I just sit through handwriting clinic in lunchtime on a Wednesday lunchtime while everyone else was playing. I'd sit inside and write the same word again and again until my handwriting was considered good enough. Oh my god. I know, torture. I wasn't good at colouring in or and my handwriting was bad. So primary school was a living hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was too real. That was like you were working through some stuff. I'm not they, not... That was being bottled up for years. <laughs> I'm not even doing a bit. I, if, Miss Oldham, if you're out there, <laughs> you're a sc. <laughs> um. Okay. We're just gonna gloss over that. I mean, take it or leave it, editor. Um. But also, yeah, the presenters were very good, and I feel like. As we're slowly creating the best children's TV programme by criticising these TV programmes, yeah. I feel like in our dream programme, you if you're going to have actual kids in it, you need presenters. Because kids are awkward because they're on TV, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, You need them to be like... I don't know. Kids are scared of being cringy. So if you have presenters that are extra cringy, the kids relax because they're like, oh, I'm not the most embarrassing one on the screen right now. If you know okay. what I mean. So okay, I feel yeah. like that was really important. Yeah, they need, like, that icebreaker. But, like, the way children talk to each other, I forgot that they talked like that. I have a recording of... Because <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Of the guy... This is in the second episode, though. But it doesn't matter. Oh, do I? I don't know. his structure. Just like... <laughs> he just doesn't say anything. You have a part of somebody else's life. I flagged that. It just reminded me of. um, I was going to Snapchat it to you, but you don't have Snapchat, so it just reminded me of um, the video that's like, "Do you ever have a dream?" (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that's me. I always lose track of what I'm saying, and they're just trying to be fake deep, but they're like nine, so they can't be deep because they don't they don't care about that kind of thing. So I understand, but also I feel like so I didn't blame it on him. When I looked at that, because I did flag that up too, because it's quite obvious the massive pause he left in his speech. Yeah. I flagged it up for the editor. Why didn't yeah. he try and, you know, use a, use a better soundbite or just like, he or she, sorry, I'm a sexist. They. Um, they um, use a better soundbite because we don't, we didn't have to sit through these three seconds of silence where he was thinking of what to say next. That's not the job of the editor. Also, Abs has very <laughs> wet hair. 
He does, but that, that was the style at the and time. And he noticed that they both stood like this. I know this is a visual joke, but you're just going to have to bear with. Every time they were presenting, they were like this. Oh, Hands in yeah. pockets, leaning forward. Yeah, uh, legs wide apart. I was going to call your legs your arms then. Well, oh. there are my arms for my feet, I guess. You <laughs> what? <laughs> Me, but you just brought both of us down. I said it in a semi seductive <laughs> way, which I didn't intend. They are the arms of my feet. <laughs> oh, I feel like we barely talked about this episode. It's because it wasn't that good. Yeah, well, what is professionalism? Okay, the first challenge, should we skip to that? Yeah, what was the first challenge? The P challenge. They had to suck peas oh, through yeah. a... So this was all filmed in the same park, because what budget. is a budget, yeah. you know? Um, and the lucky, the unlucky dip was a bit of cardboard on a stick that they just smacked in the presenter's face. <laughs> so it wasn't... Yeah, the budget wasn't high. The pea challenge, yeah, they had to... They had two t- outdoor tables with, like, the Best of Friends logo on a piece of paper on top of it. <laughs> and um, they sucked the peas through a straw and they had to take it from one table to another. And it actually did look really hard. Yeah. And I feel like... So they had to get 15 peas mm. from one table to the other table. And 15 peas is a lot. And they only had, like, a minute or something to do yeah. it. It was a lot. And I feel like later on, the tasks become more treaty. Yeah. So, like, this was when it was actually good hard work that the kids had to do. And also, there was a strong theme of sucking throughout. What's that? Did you notice? Wait. You suck is what they say when they try oh, the sweets. Oh, my God. And then they were doing the sucking through the straw. And I think there was some sucking going on later. And I don't know. Well, this whole show sucks. It... <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that topos, but we'll see. Oh, my um, God. The, the camera angles in the... In the peas challenge, it was they were they were going crazy with the wacky. They were zooming in and out. They were tilting that camera back and forth on a scale from planet Earth to MTV Cribs. It was MTV Cribs <laughs> on a flight simulation. <laughs> I don't know what's up with me today. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really tired. Good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm fine. I think I just... Mm, I tried to stay quiet today, so I wanted to talk to people. So I think I'm just happy for the company. That's why I was waiting at the window when you came. Aww, yeah, look, I <laughs> I texted Lola like, I'm just two minutes away. And then when I came up to her house, she was uh, sat on her windowsill <laughs> looking out the window for me to come. <laughs> when will my husband return from war? <laughs> um, and the treat was in a Build-A-Bear workshop, which was an ancient relic of a Build-A-Bear workshop. What do you mean, an ancient relic? It was not the modern one. The modern I, one don't, I haven't all... been in a Build-A-Bear workshop since I was about 12. Yeah. I've walked past them! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, same! I just don't want you to, to get the impression that I'm like always like, oh, time for my daily shop, groceries, and then a teddy bear from Baub. <laughs> Baub. So yeah, ancient Build-A-Bear workshop, and okay, what did make me actually screak? Was screak, screak, <laughs> son, is when they called their kids, the, the kids, their bears, cappuccino and toffee. 
uninventive names, not realistic. Thing. Yeah. Um, and then they recorded their own little. And they were in American accents. Yeah. I was crying. <laughs> I remember when I was at like, I used to play with toys in American accents. Because yeah. that's, that's all you know, like yeah. from TV and film and stuff. Did I ever tell you that um, when I was younger, I just thought all the American stuff we saw was just in England and that's just like how they talked on, they, on TV? Or just like, oh, they just put, that's like their TV voice. It's the TV So one. I was, there's this uh, director video, Scooby-Doo movie called um, Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. That's what uh. it's called. Um, so they drive to Mexico in it. And I remember thinking, I was old enough to know like the world map. Yeah. So it was like embarrassingly old to think this. But then I was like, how could they drive to Mexico from England? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just... You realise that not everything is Yeah, British. and then I was like, whoa, America. Yeah, wow. That's, wow. Wow. But she was like, hi, hi, my name's Cappuccino. When she, <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the right. But yeah, it was so embarrassing. But bless, that's me. Yeah. It's, it's not the kind of show that you watch again when you've been on it, like, ten years. Because they must be our age by now. Yeah. And not like if you rewatched. What was a good one to rewatch? I feel like if you rewatched. Get Your Own Back. No, I never... What's that? When you get your own back on your teachers or parents and then you put them in the gun tank. Get your own back. Yeah. Um, what did you call your toys when you were a kid? Are there any good names? Not really. I had a toy rabbit called Harry because that was going to be my name if I were a boy. But, like, that's just what my parents called the toy. So I didn't name it that. Um, well. Had a, had a beanie baby with my name on it. So called it Stephanie. I was a really unimaginative child. <coughs> I was too imaginative. <laughs> what do you mean? My mum on purposely bought me... Um, on purposely. Speci- <laughs> on purposely. Purposely bought me a specific brand of toy. Yeah. Be- Littlest Pet Shop. Because she <gasps> was wanted to see what I would name it next. Um, <laughs> Littlest Pet Shop. So let me show you, tell you some classics. There was... Um, the first ever Littlest Pet Shop I had was a mouse called Bobby La Cheese. <laughs> they're all drag queens that's basically what it is I just named my aunt, my toys drag queens from a very Bobby young cheese. then there was Jazzy Ooh. La Carrot which was the rabbit but then there was uh, Shadow Coco oh. Shallow Monkey Hair and Twinkle Peaches Twinkle Peaches is great Tw- but Shallow Monkey Hair is because he was lighter than Shadow and had monkey hair he was a little guinea pig <laughs> so I loved Do you that. Who was a guinea pig toy? Me. Do you remember <laughs> um, on the CBBC website there used to be a game where you played as a hamster and you were just like in this hamster wheel? I think so. That's it's giving a... me some shaky memes. But I think it was like Blue Peter or something. Well, I don't know. Do you remember the the movie G Force? <sighs> that came up yesterday. I didn't see it. <laughs> My friends were. I don't think I've seen it either. My housemates saw it for her eleventh birthday party. <laughs> Too late. Wait, I want to look it up. What? You keep complaining about how slow it. But I need to. Yeah, but I need to find G Force. Two thousand nine. Yeah, I think I was twelve when this came out. Twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't look good. What? So they were like spies. Yeah, I don't know. I. I also another example of my imagination running wild as a child was um. I got told off by the tooth fairy for asking too many questions. 
Wait, you don't ever interact with the tooth fairy? No, not IRL. I didn't uh, meet with her. Mm. My parents were so unimaginative that my tooth fairy was called Tooth Fairy. TF for short. What do you mean your tooth fairy? So what, did they write you letters or something? No. Basically, I put my tooth under a pillow. Yeah. But then I realised if I started writing a question with the tooth or write a little note to the tooth fairy, they would reply. Yeah. So I got excited by that, but I got too keen where I started thinking, like, oh, I've got a wobbly tooth, let me start getting some questions together. <laughs> and then one time I literally put together a whole, like, little booklet next <laughs> to the tooth of, like, FAQ, like, <laughs> where do you live? Because I was, like, I was a little bit cynical, so I was like, I need the info now. I properly Louis through this. I was like, who are you? Where are you from? What's your name? How old are you? And then I just got a reply being, like, too many questions, and I was like... Okay, oh. she's fake. Exposed. <laughs> <laughs> so that fake was the kind fake. of kid I was. <laughs> Writing a little booklet. That's amazing. Did you not have a TF? I did, but like we'd, I didn't write them letters. I saw, like, I kind of knew that the tooth fairy wasn't real. But then when my mum came to wake me up for school, and then I saw her, like, put a pound in the little pocket of my thingy. Damn. Because I was awake <laughs> already. So I sat up and I was like, I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, your poor mum was probably like, oh my god. Oh. It was raised from the dead. I, I was such it. a deep sleeper that I was convinced it was magic though, because my big head, I used to have to, watch, my cousins called me teenage size helmet. Because <laughs> when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a teenage size helmet for my bike. <laughs> So it's one of the many nicknames. Um, what's the next point we want to make? Oh, bell ringing was the next task. Yeah. Well, no. Can I talk about oh, yeah, sure. the the section of time between tasks where the kids meet up again, and then the kids who have who did the task, and then the kids who did the tree talk to each other about <laughs> the the most recent five minutes of my life where I just watched what they did and then they just like what do you do, do for your treat we went to the Build-A-Bear workshop and we got some teddy bears what was the task we had to put peas in a bowl uh did you did you pass uh yeah guys I have to tell you that ri- we failed we failed they like yeah. try really hard to say it <laughs> yeah uh I feel like that was definitely scripted. Yeah. And why? Because they must have seen each other before that. Yeah. So that, why Why was failed. that? Um, but I feel like if you need someone to expose how fake TV is, get kids to do it because they do not sell <laughs> stuff that's not genuine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, then they did bell ringing for the task. Yeah. Why? As a nine-year-old watching TV, why would I want to learn about bell ringing? <laughs> Don't know, it might be fun. I just, I feel like they just got local experts. Yeah. In Wait, the person who was teaching them... I, no, that's the no, next No, the task. person who was teaching them how to bell ring. Yeah. Did you see? Oh. Her name was Tegwen. Tegwen? Tegwen. Have you not heard the name Tegwen before? No. And then um, her like little subtitle under her name... Was Bell Bell. <laughs> <laughs> What's the treat? The treat was 
the superhero thing, wasn't it? Yeah, they got a drawing of them and they had to draw two. I thought it was quite cool, but then, like, at the end I was like, oh, that's not a very good drawing. No, I don't know. I wouldn't have enjoyed that as a kid, like, being made to draw. There's just so mm. much filler. Because mm. the thing is, the treats and the tasks weren't fun to watch them do. Like, they might it might be enjoying to do a draw. Enjoying? It might be good fun to do a drawing. Do I want to watch a kid drawing badly on TV? No. <laughs> so what? what's the mood there? So it wasn't a great treat. What was the next... Um... We're, we're zooming through. Yeah, I... Oh, David Morris teaching them to... Whistle. Teaching them to whistle. That's almost what Dad Oh, my God. I forgot. David Morris, the... the... Competition whistler. Yeah, I there took a is. picture of him. He's called Whistling God, and he looked. Wait, like is that what they gave, they called him? Whistling Aww. God, and he looked like it. Um, I also wanted to make <laughs> the most beige outfit. Yes, and then with some red boots. That's what Rani. Oh was wearing. no, no, no! I was talking about David Morris. Oh, Rani was wearing um brown beige kind of outfit oh, with God, the that is terrible. popping red boots. So that was noteworthy. Another noteworthy thing was one of the skits where. Uh, abs keeps being so they share a bed which is suspect for starters but it also reminded me of that time in Edinburgh yeah because he's like I need to be waking Rani up and then he's like waiting by her bed yeah remember <laughs> yeah I do <laughs> when you, you woke up to me staring at you <laughs> and went round telling everyone about that and how weird it was <laughs> but what you didn't realise what was going through my head at the time Okay, in Ed- I feel like I have to explain. So we this. we did Edinburgh Fringe uh, last year, and then we were in our comedy group. So we were staying in one flat. So me and Lola Sharing. were forced to share Sharing. a bed. It wasn't that bad. You're it- quite a- yeah. You are quite a deep sleeper. Yeah, we're like Bert and Ernie, really. Because <laughs> now everyone's imagining us just like in matching pajamas in beds. Oh, that's cute. Mm. No, I think. I would have red and you'd have blue or something. What, no, like, I'd have yellow. I don't know. Just so I like... you're just signing us colours like JMS or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Just woke up to Lola staring at me once, and, and it I was did like, tell everyone. And I was like leaning, like kind of lounging, like I was on a chaise longue or something. It was a bit weird, but it wasn't. It looked weird, but what was going on inside my head was a different story because I woke up and I was like. Christ, I'm up before Steph. How am I going to play this? Because I was in the corner of the room. Am I going to leave and possibly wake her up? Or should I just wait for her to wake up? And then, so this monologue was going through my head. But whilst I was having this monologue, I was staring, making direct eye contact with her to her shut eyes. So when she opened them, she just saw me panicking over her. (laughs) So that was a moment. When he was teaching them how to whistle... Um, were you whistling with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in the library, but I was just like, yeah, two, two. Yeah, because he was all like, put, uh, say the word two, and that's the right position that you should have your mouth in, and then just blow. So I was just like, I can't whistle very well. I can, but it's not very good. I can't. I can only... S- and sucking was a theme again, because they were like, stop sucking, you have to blow out. So that's why it kept coming up as a theme. The range isn't very good. Yeah, but also, who has the time? But also, why didn't they manufacture it so that they picked people who could whistle a little bit? Because it was just painful to watch these two kids who really wanted to go on a treat. I know. Who couldn't naturally whistle. So they were just struggling. It just, yeah, it does create so much, like... It made me uncomfortable. It was too real. And then, like, well, after they failed the challenge... 
Mana was just like, this is just one of those things in life. And I was like, wow, big mood. <laughs> big mood, Mana. And then, <laughs> the I actually s- screamed in the library. And someone was like, what is it? Because their treat was to go to the cinema. <laughs> with Danny Harmer! <laughs> Everyone in the CBBC land knows Danny Harmer. And also, she feels the need to creep her way into every podcast we do. I'm going to bring up <laughs> Tracy Beaker. And like, this isn't even like an attempt. Like She just easily waltzed in here. And I'm just so excited. Literally. Danny Harmer. And, and her film of choice was Nanny McPhee. It was. That's, wait, the first one, right? Yeah. And then Q after that, an awkward discussion. About, yeah, that was a really awkward discussion. Like, they were just like... What is it like to play Tracy Beaker? Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, she's a great character. How old were you when you started acting? How old was she? Six when she started, but then ten. No, no, no. It's oh, <laughs> How old was she in that clip? Where she goes to the cinema with those randos. 20? Like, our age, I guess. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I understand as well, because she doesn't want to be hanging around with, like, nine-year-olds, does she? Yeah. I don't want to be hanging around with nine-year-olds. I don't want to go it's on... It's in a contract, though, isn't it? Bound by the claw of CBBC. Yeah. So, yeah, so the end of the episode was... Three kids going to the tree, and then the two who failed the whistling task had to watch them leave in a pink limousine. <laughs> that was so sad. Yeah, it just because they couldn't whistle. I know, but I think I feel like Rani did a great job there, like comforting them and being like not being able to whistle with them, so they didn't feel alone. Yeah. So there was something there to that, and I like the moralizing tone at the end, where they're just like, "I feel like we've learned a lot about friendship from this." I mean, is there's not much moral... You can't really get much from it, but they tried their hardest to give the show some sort of meaning about friendship by, at the end, having each kid comment on what friendship means to them. Yeah. Friendship means to me... The world. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching... We didn't watch this episode for the show, but I remember an episode that I watched when it was on, when I was watching it when I was younger, that was like... They failed the challenge. Oh, the cha- uh, The task was for them to pick up rubbish or something. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't do it, didn't pick up enough rubbish. So none of them got to go on, on the treat. And then in like the ending talking heads, one of the kids was like, I just don't know if we can be friends anymore after this. Oh! I know, I was like, ah! Why didn't they go more the into drama. that? I would have lived. Yeah, I know, I love drama. Talking of drama, series three, episode 12. Ooh. Um, Rani and Abs, lowbrow kids' humour, another example of comedy being written specifically for children and not really hitting the marks there. The forced chemistry. Forced chemistry. um, Sharing a bread doesn't mean you're going to be friends. Facts are facts. The next sassy comment when they're all talking about each other is, Joe can be a bit rude sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that down (laughs) as well. And, And then Joe also went out with Kerry... Like, went out with her. Oh, how old are they? Eight. Eight or nine. I love the love lives of children, not gonna lie. It's my favourite thing. When they're all dating each other and they hold hands and they're, like, just so hype. Yeah. They're so hyped to be acting like adults. Yeah, I prefer the groups where it's, like, a mixture of boys and girls. You know. Did you have any, um... Did you get married when you were at school? No. I didn't either. But did warm weddings going on? No. 
Oh, people got married in the playground all the time when I was at primary school. What does that mean? Wait, what do you mean married? Like, they would be like, we're getting married at break. And then we would reenact a wedding ceremony. Would you not do that? No. That sounds really, that sounds really fun. I want to go to a child's wedding. <laughs> it was fun. That's why I love the love lives of children. Because I'm like, oh, you f- it's so real to you. Yeah. But the thing is, it gives you an idea into just how sad I am. <laughs> is that I was never, never the bride, never the bridesmaid. The cameraman filming it. <laughs> Wait, how were you filming it while we were pretending s- to film it? And then I'd send it to the newspapers after the wedding, like OK Magazine, just like... That was like the kind of thing that I would have loved to do. That's what you do when you're be third wheel from birth. <clears throat> the kids get so much joy from blue tongues. <laughs> and they're always like screaming and pointing like, you have a blue tongue! Why? I love the chants they do as well. So they all, when they start the show, they, was it when they start the show? Usually they all go in a circle and then they have a different chant for each friendship group. What would our chant be? <laughs> what do you mean they have a different chant for I don't remember Have you that. not noticed that? Like, we're the good, we're the best. Like, like you know, at the start of Total Wipeout where someone oh, goes, yeah. I'm really going to ace this course. And then they come over <laughs> yeah. every time. So what would our chant be? Uh, Stefan <laughs> that that could have been the cold open. Damn it! Well, we can we could always. Do you know what? It's too much editing. Snippadoodle. What you do? Do we snippity doodle? The teacher's a good sport, isn't he? One of the the treat the treat the first treat was they get to throw custard at their history teacher. It's always a history teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Why do people hate history teachers? That history teacher looks really fun. He has a moustache. He looks really... I would have hated that um, treat. And not because I was a teacher's pet, but because... I I know what you mean. I can't stand people out of context. (laughs) If, if, like, people... People who are super close to me have understood this before. If I'm, say, with my friends in comedy and I bump into someone who's on my degree... Yeah. I don't want to see you. Yeah, I know what you because mean. Because I'm not in... I'm not that person right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes me sound so fake. But, like, it just stresses me out. Like, and that's not the mood I'm in right yeah, now. I'm in this no, mood. I do that as well when... Do you remember... We've mentioned this before. When I ha- hosted the Eurovision thing for comedy. Yeah. And then that was the first time my housemates had seen me, like, in comedy mode. Oh, yeah. So they, so then Gwen afterwards was like, whoa, that's a thing that you do <laughs> where you just get really loud. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to see me like that. But... Remember when you, you know. saw me outside of university place dancing to Genie in a Bottle? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even just dancing; you were clicking. You were clicking your hands like a such like a you white were, man. You know, like you were in West Side Story. <laughs> if you wanna be with me, why? Okay. I was just so into the song, and I didn't have to embarrass myself further by showing you what I was listening to. But I thought, in for a penny, <laughs> this is what I was listening to. Oh, that's me on my own. Yeah. It's me all the time. Okay. If you wanna be with me. And when the history teacher's like, you can use the pencil sharpener if you stop throwing things at me. And I was like, oh, funny. Oh. I was like, what a priority. <laughs> the cake woman was pretty strict. Not gonna lie. Yeah. She was like, the tart, tart. Yeah. That'd be good. So they had to make cakes. They had to ice cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a fun cup task. I don't know. 
I'm bad at those things and that stresses me out. Yeah. But yeah, it like still involves it's just, cake. It's just so dull. It's just such a dull show, like watching children. The task decorate. Are not interesting to watch. They might yeah, be good for the children, but they're not interesting to watch. Can you stop banging the table? I'm sorry, you I'm just not the mic. Pash. I know, I know you get pash. I'm getting pash meaner. You're a girl with a pash for fash. I'm Jade from um, Bratz. Wait, oh, which Bratz are you? Which Bratz? Jade, because she was an Asian one. Oh no, do you know, my friendship group used to make me be Yasmin because she was the most like ethnically ambiguous one. I was always Mulan. I want your way Mulan. I like your, you can be Mulan. We're doing Disney princesses. You can be Mulan. But she's sick, I don't care. Yeah, Mulan is, is the best one, obviously. Mm. True. I didn't play those. We played Happy Families and I always wanted to be like the dad. <laughs> dad to the bowl. Literally me from a young age just were like, I'm, I'm just working on the grill. <laughs> Do some bad puns. <laughs> and then people were like, can we be the babies? And I was like, oh, sure. I'm not going to be a baby. I'm an adult. Um, the kid fell. That girl when? fell. <laughs> Wait, they just like they did like they put all their hands in the middle yeah. or something. We're like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> and then she fell, oh, and then the presenter was laughing, <laughs> but then, like had to be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I didn't. Wait, what do you mean you didn't? It was like a full thirty seconds. Stop squeaking your chair. <laughs> She <laughs> fell over. Oh, she's she more like total wipeout than I thought. Then, jeez. Um, Rani's wearing a t-shirt and a scarf. Oh, what a look! I remember that. Just like was how the two thousands were. Arms out, neck warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, chocolate tasting isn't a task. It's no. not simple. Yeah. Do I want to watch you eat nice chocolate? Yeah, so yeah. So the task was that this chocolatier, Willy Wonka, came up and was like... <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Every time. I haven't seen my cuspids like these. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so this chocolatier came up and was like, oh, hey, this is, uh, this is a Madagascan dairy milk this is a chocolate and orange whatever it was and then they had to be blindfolded and taste test them and see see if they could match and then the girl thought that like the dark chocolate one was the chocolate and orange one yeah and i was like how can you mistake dark chocolate for chocolate and orange it's a bit sad yeah and joe was pretty sassy he was like well it's not hard to eat chocolate so i'm yeah, surprised well, they yeah failed. but you know what joe can be a bit rude sometimes <laughs> i was like living up to your name yeah. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> Joe? Joe? Um, also, every task seems to be something that you could find in the Reading Oracle or any local shopping centre. Yeah, like, it's Build-A-Bear Workshop, Hotel Chocolate. Hotel Chocolate Bell forever. ringing. Just, like, local stuff. The budget. Do you remember Hotel right. Trouble? Hotel Trouble forever. There's just, like, nothing to talk about, really. At, at the, but what made me laugh when they were, like, Rani, Rani has a bit of sass in her. She'll yeah. be like, are you happy with the decision you made? And they'll be like, yeah, I feel like it was a fair choice. And she was like, not anymore, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> they failed their task. 
There was a bit where Rani was reading out the treat or something, and then she misspoke where she like she like misread the thing from the card that she was holding. And then they just kept it in. Didn't want to do another take. One take wonder. One take wonder, Rani. Um, also, all of the bits where they're in bed together are clearly filmed in a travel lodge. I know, because you can see the phone in the corner. It's like, it's not a normal phone, is it? Cracked me up. That's another part of the theme of them just using what they have. Just local. Yeah. We need a bed. Oh, let's just ask travel lodge if we can film. Yeah, the, the last task was fun. What was that? The, it's roller coaster karaoke. So they oh, had that to was sing, actually good. So they had to sing along to a song while on a roller coaster, and then the other person had to guess which song they were singing. So it was "Reach for the Stars," <laughs> and <laughs> is this the way to Amarillo? Yeah, which is so easy to it guess. Was, it was quite good that it was easy. Yeah, and I and Rani was like, she wasn't a very good singer, was she? <laughs> when they were listening back to the songs, um, they passed that task. Abs was tickled. He was really it chuckling It was such away. a fake laugh, though. Did you not see? Well, oh, he I was thought it was... Sh- I didn't see the... I thought he was fake. <laughs> but he was, like, trying to get a smile out of the girl listening to it as well, being like, yeah. oh, it's so funny listening to your friends sing on roller coasters. <laughs> Bit weird. I love at the end where they're in the talking heads and they're talking about their experiences. Mm. And one of them, I can't remember which one, was like, the weakest member of the group was definitely Emma. And I was like, whoa! Yeah, oh God, so unnecessary. <laughs> but did they ask? Was like the producer like, come on, tell us who the weakest was. Dish some dirt. Do you think that was the case? Maybe. Prodding the... Get um, some drama out of this. Another thing I wanted to say is when they tried to volunteer to do the treat. And then Riley was like, unfortunately, you oh, can't yeah. do that. Because that's breaking the rules. And we were, I was like, oh my God. Why didn't they just tell them and not and cut this bit out? Because it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like watching them get told off. Well, like, I didn't under, really understand what her issue was. Yeah. Because it was just that, like, those two people wanted to do Lucky Dip. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's too complicated for me yeah. to comprehend these rules. Oh, I used to hate Is This The Way To Amarillo. Is this the way to the, Amarillo? The, the Peter K version, because it was um, always played at primary school discos. It was, that's what makes it amazing. And like a little dimwit, I used to go around with my hands on my ears being like, I don't like this song. You know how you're a kid and you think your opinion's valid? <laughs> so you go around I being think... like, hi, I, d- I don't like this. Yeah. When you could just sit down and shut up. I don't think I really, like, ever dis- properly disliked anything when I was a kid. That's good. I well, just, like, I didn't really form any opinions properly. I was just like, well, I'll just watch whatever, you know? But now you're having opinions on these shows. That's yeah. good. You had an opinion on a Tracy Beaker, though. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, that's true. But I was never, like... I don't know. I guess I just wanted to have a good time didn't want to be a negative nancy mm, a debbie downs um is that it is that what that's pretty that's much it yeah. so weird well the the end treat was a dinghy ride and that's when we saw abs abs or lack thereof um i love dinghy rides that's my last comment i love dinghy rides do you like dinghy rides they're okay you seem to be distracted slightly what uh what is it dinghy is it in a... <laughs> it's like a float that you sit in a circle. A circle. Sit in the circle, you know. Oh, they're okay. I don't know. They're not my fave. Have you been on a dinghy ride? Maybe not. Oh, maybe at like Legoland or something. Gone from not having opinions on things to having opinions on things you know nothing about. 
Uh, yeah, so I love dinghy rides. It was a good treat. I feel like as because we did series one and series three, it got the treat. The budget got higher, and so the treats got better. Yeah. So that's definitely. my summary of best of friends. Um, was it worth going back and watching it? No. Neither. Don't, don't watch it. I mean, if you want to watch children be boring, then watch it. But children are not entertaining, and they're not good actors. And I think that's what we're getting from this podcast. <laughs> children are bad at things, and that's why adults do things. That's true. Um, no offense to children. Okay, that's it. In summary, we didn't enjoy it. We didn't even rank the theme tune, mate. Two, three, no two, three, no three, because it reminds me of the screen white theme tune. Thank you for listening to this episode of Steph and Lola Didn't Have Disney. If you have any suggestions for shows you want us to watch, find us on Facebook at Didn't Have Disney or email us on didn'thavedisney at gmail.com. You can listen to previous episodes on iTunes. And if you are right now, hello from the past. Um, hopefully uh, the Ramones will play now because I'm edgy and I thought I'd jazz uh, the genres up a bit. So jazz her up. here we go, some punk rock. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with...